You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we regret spending all that money on engagement rings when we could have just bought our wives a single pot as we review Jungle to Jungle. Eddie, how are you and the family doing? I see Lucy is there with you, potentially, on the side over there. Yes, Lucy is right here next to me. She... uh, She's usually near me when we record. You just always don't get to to see her. She's very she, good. She's very good at hiding. Yes. Well, she curls up in the, a tight little tight little ball. So um, we are doing well. Um, frozen fever has hit our house. Um, how many? How, no. So Lewis has always been a fan of Frozen Two. That's yeah. the music we've listened to. Yep. All of a sudden, he's now all he wants to listen to is Frozen One and Let It Go. I need oh. to send you the video. Send and it it's to make sure, make sure my wife is attached to that too. Oh yeah. Cause it is um Adorbs. It is, but it's also like, oh, now I understand when this came out, however many years ago. I mean, it's been out for a while. 2013. Uh, yeah, so it's been out eight plus years. Uh, yeah, I understand now why all the parents were just like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Um, but he runs around. He knows every word to every song. He also, um, he wants everybody to be different characters in Frozen. Okay. So, and right now it pairs off pretty good. He... He wants to be Olaf. Um, Ellie is Elsa. Mommy is Anna. And of course, Daddy is uh, Christoph. And then Lucy is Sven. Right? That 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 is Makes incredible. Sense. But uh, I blew his mind at dinner tonight because I asked, well, who's the baby going to be? Right? We've got number three on the way. And he still can't figure it out. He's just like, Oh, I don't know about that one. So the the jury is out. That's funny. Yeah, but we're all we're all about Frozen right now. And and Ellie loves it too. She can't articulate the words, but she just like ah like, and she can get like a little bit of the melody out, which is yeah. kind of crazy for fifteen yeah. months. Um, but yeah, this is. Even dinner tonight, this is, we just, he wanted to listen to the Frozen soundtrack while we ate and talked, so. What what was on the menu for tonight? What was on the menu for tonight? Well, they had chicken nuggets and we had pizza, because it was just, yeah, just a crazy day, so we just went for easy. It's a good call. That's a good call. We've gone for easy many times recently. Yes, well, you guys are now in the midst of what we're in the midst of, of packing and moving. And I don't yeah, know if you can see right work. over here, but that's the edge of a packed box or no. Yes, yeah, that's the wardrobe box right right over here. 
And then down here, would you off screen is two more boxes. And then right next to me, this right here is That's are my box. speakers, the speakers for my, uh, for my, um, that are normally on my desk. So, yeah, as well as the light that I normally have shining at my face right here, but it's packed up because I just wanted to get some stuff done, even though we have like almost two weeks. Yeah, but it's going to fly by. Yep. So I feel like yes. you, I feel like you, but I left my desk up, my desk and all my all, all the primary podcasting gear is still up. Yeah, I was I sold it. I was we had one garage sale, and I was like, eh, do I really want to revisit this? All right, let's just do it now. Okay, it makes sense. So, so I make a a weird arrangement to tonight. Uh, my computer is being propped up by the binders that hold my DVD collection. Wow. Wow. That actually feels like a pretty good solution. Yeah. Because I realized before I was trying to get too much height. And it's like, well, you don't need a ton. You just no. need it up just a little bit. You just don't want to be like looking down at right. the, our guests. Right. It'd just be kind of awkward. But you know what is not awkward was how good Shang-Chi did at the box office this weekend. Good transition. You went and saw it. I did. So we, we, I don't want to spoil it for you. We, we won't have to talk about the movie itself. But are you surprised, not surprised at all by how well it's doing? No. Like it, it when, I mean, it's Marvel. It's a big, it's a big Marvel. They, they had a, uh, but it's a brand new Marvel. It's not a known Marvel. Right. But then again, to some degree, a lot of a lot of these things like Ant-Man was new and um, the Eternals is new and it's probably going to do really well, too. I mean, this the whole Black Widow backstory didn't know anything about her backstory, really, yeah. although she isn't a new property by any means. We didn't know if she could hold 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 an audience, but and she evidently could uh, No, that I, I wasn't surprised at all, like. It kind of did what I thought it was going to do. So according to reports today, so yesterday we got the report that it destroyed all all the records for Labor Day. I didn't realize that Labor Day was one of the worst times to go see a movie. Like people just because they're traveling, they're out barbecuing, yeah, whatever. Surprised, that yep. surprised me as well. I assumed Labor Day would be like uh, any other holiday weekend that movies would be a big deal. It makes sense, though. It's the lat. It's kind of like the uh, informal end of summer. Yeah, you know, you're gonna maybe do some more outdoorsy things. I don't know. The previous record uh, over Labor Day weekend was 30.6 million dollars for 2007's Halloween movie. One of the 30 Halloween movies that, came, yeah. that have come out, including got another one this year. Uh, so this one did a little bit better at 71 million. <laughs> dollars and uh it actually ended up bringing in 90 million by the time the entire weekend uh to including today's uh, another 20 or 15 to 20 million dollars that came in today yeah um, i drove by our local movie theater today like this afternoon and it was packed out. packed yep mm-hmm. yeah so it was just shy uh, about 10 million 9 million shy for just the saturday friday saturday sunday of what Black Widow did, which is very interesting because Black Widow had the same day uh, yes. pr uh, premiere access release. This did not. It has a 45-day window, just like 
about half the window of what a normal uh, movie would have. Yeah, exactly. Um, to only be in theaters. Uh, so that was interesting that it still went under what Black Widow, but then maybe that's calling back to the fact that Black Widow still was at least somewhat of a of a recent property that they've they've explored in the past. So um, you take the what was it, eighty million the main theaters plus the sixty million the made in premiere access. So I guess it's still a good showing. Then you're right for something that is a brand new um, story that a lot of people haven't heard of very very much. Uh, and not a lot of name actors in it. Aquafina probably being the biggest name in of that, and she's a relatively new pro- a new person as well. Yeah, yeah i I'm excited to to go see it. Um, just Sarah wanted to see it with me, and we uh, couldn't figure out a uh, a babysitter, so that was our only hold up. Where's we, Where's we Ed and Nancy? Where What are they doing? Are they traveling? Oh, they were out camping. Um, has he started no, a sabbatical I, yet? You mean his retirement? Same thing. Uh, same thing. Um, no, I was surprised uh, as well. I think they will. There will be a lot of market analysis over the whole uh, Disney premiere access at the same time or not, and how those numbers influence this or that. It's. It's I think it's impossible to really get a strong determination in the midst of everything going on with the pandemic. Still, I know I've seen a lot of reports. uh, A lot of people canceled travel plans at the last minute for Labor Day, just with the spike in in covid stuff. Um, Well, and also New York and California are requiring uh vaccine like pr- proof of vaccines to actually yeah. go into a theater which yeah which is going to hold back uh, you know a certain amount or whatnot um yeah so i it's just still i don't think um i think movies will be similar to airlines they i read a report that uh airlines aren't expecting to be back to normal like 2019 numbers until 2024 that's what i'm hearing too 2024 seems to be the the year everybody thinks okay we should be balanced enough that we can look at these numbers straight up yep that's what i've been hearing too no it's which is crazy that means we got two two over two years to go we are we are we're not even quite at the halfway point yet huh Lot, lot of stuff still to happen. Lot of stuff still to go. Um, no, it did. So it looks like it did. It did uh, really well uh, for the circumstances. I'm sure it would have been even much higher had it not been uh, yeah. in the middle of the pandemic. And, and I'll tell you, I like this plan of let it have a true movie experience um, and not do the whole bifurcated release. Um, yeah, I like this. I think it's I think it's stronger. Are they doing um, are they is it going to go straight to Disney Plus after this or is it going to go premiere access first for 45 days? I haven't days? heard. Seems I like they should heard. just go straight to Disney Plus. That's that's my thought at least, but Yeah, I? I mean they were they were making a killing off of the premiere access. I mean they were doing they were doing really good. Um I I heard through all of the jo- uh Scarlett Johansson lawsuits that Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel, 
never liked the whole dual launch with Premier Access and that he was the strong voice of just finally killing it. The problem is, is that basically now Disney is viewed as an, a digital company now because of Disney plus and all they need, all they need, all that they're really worried about now, at least on the movie side is, did we get more subscribers? Are we getting closer to Netflix, which they're, they're getting there. They're, they're, they're getting a lot closer. Well, the problem and, uh, I think it'll be, 2025 26 till we start seeing this litigated but there's gonna there's already stirrings of questions around antitrust of being the producer and distributor um and disney being such a huge conglomerate yeah. uh, you're getting awfully close to antitrust laws and, and monopoly so there is an element there where they they got to walk a, a fine line of playing nice with with other people and they're they don't you know that disney is known for that um you know of boycotting chains or you know um you know famously the la L, the la times gave them a negative review about something and so they pulled all of their reporters credentials from screeners um this was just a couple of years ago i remember um, a little bit a little bit of hearing about this yeah, so I mean they they throw their weight. It's uh it gets a little nasty. <laughs> yep. But. So that's uh, that's some of the recent news uh on Shang-Chi. Uh we Eddie, I texted you beforehand that one thing we hadn't <laughs> we hadn't talked about yet that kind of went past the radar because I think because of, we had to shoot a couple episodes back to back and we kind of missed the window and we never talked about it, which was uh, this new series on Disney Plus behind the attraction. We hadn't, I don't yes. think we'd officially talked about it on here. No, we have not. I think we might have mentioned just like, hey, it's out there, like what's new. But um, have you watched everything? Have you watched them all? I haven't watched all of them. And I believe Haunted Mansion, I fell asleep during. <gasps> I know. But. I'll, I'll touch that in a second. Uh, we I've watched Space Mount of the new ones because they they released what they re, was it five that they released and then they yeah yep. yeah. So I watched most of the first five and then jumped ahead. Did I jump ahead? No, I I think I only watched the castles. Is the only one of the last five. So Ooh, I've okay. watched about so six of them. The, of the last, so I've seen them all. I downloaded them while for and just watched them on plane rides and stuff while yep. flying around. And um, in this last batch, probably my two favorites were in this last batch, and that would be the one on Disneyland Hotel is fascinating. I hmm. really enjoyed that one for some reason. Okay. Just kind of going into, um. Uh, how that came about this special deal that Walt makes with a, with a buddy of his and just kind of reinvent how that reinvented the whole idea of a hotel. Um, and then the second one that I really liked was, um, the one about it's a small world, which really isn't about it's a small world. It's m mostly about the 1965, 66, uh, world fair and all that, 
Walt Disney in Imagineering put together for that World Fair. It's a small world being one of them. Um, I can see that why was you'd really be interesting. I can see why you'd be interested in that. Sounds exactly a lot like more history. a rally. Yes. Another um, another way you can see uh, get a taste of the World's Fair is by watching um, uh, Tomorrowland, the movie. Have you watched if, if, it? Have you, have you seen Tomorrow Tomorrowland? Have you? Uh, have uh, you? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Actually, I was about to send you some articles that I read because it was all over Twitter today because I it just released on Friday on Disney Plus Tomorrowland, and so I guess a whole bunch of people were watching it. And there was some interesting conversations and articles being tossed around of people debating whether or not it's the worst movie to ever come out or is it Disney genius? You know, it was it was fun to watch uh, or to okay, see nice. all those conversations happening. So my my initial concern with the behind the traction, at least the first five, I didn't feel like there was any new information. It was just kind of like hey, we're just telling you things that you already know, especially if you've watched the Imagineering story, you're not going to find out anything new. This is just some, at times, weird, uh, but interesting storytelling and a way of communicating things. It's got a little bit of a sense of the, kind of like the series, um, uh, the, the movies that made us. There's yeah. a little bit of a crossover in it's not really snarky isn't the right word it's um slightly playful, irreverent irreverent yeah. playful in 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 yeah. its tone for it we were kind of caught off guard by the mm-hmm. by what it was going to be um those were my wife's exact words when after watching the haunted mansion cuz she's a big haunted mansion person she's got the book at here I got her for for like Christmas or something like that but the whole history of it she was like, I literally learned nothing else nothing, nothing. from from this that you she hadn't already read and researched and looked up. Right. I thought it was interesting. Some of the things I didn't know about, um, one of which was the Jungle Cruise, the way that they created the path for the Jungle Cruise was a dude with a stick. And he just like, just p- poking around in the dirt. He's like, yeah, this is going to go here. Then they would build that section. Then he would dig, he just take a stick over here and make a line in the dirt. Okay. Now it's going over here. I thought that was, uh, but that was in crazy. That was in the Imagineering story. Oh, I didn't, I don't remember that part of it. Sorry. Uh, But also like jungle cruise is my haunted mansion, right? Like, so you've done all the, yeah, you've done all the, I've got the board game. Like this is my favorite, my favorite ride at Disney is jungle cruise. Um, but yeah, uh, th- and I think that's why I enjoyed this, the next five, ep- the, the newer ones, because I felt like I learned things in those that I didn't know before. And they do get to more abstract ones. The castles one, okay, there's some interesting things that I learned there. Um, the, uh, the ones that I mentioned before, also Hall of Presidents, there were some interesting things that I didn't know about that that were kind of brought out in that episode. Um, in general, here's my take on it. Um, I enjoy a little Disney Parks hit, you know, just something kind of fun. But it's also, it was not anything that I'm like chomping at the bit to get five new episodes and I just can't wait. Like the Imagineering story, the second that dropped, I was watching it. That was just drew me right in. This is just kind of like, okay, this is fun. I miss Disney parks or I'm getting ready. F- you know, I'm, I want to build anticipation for something. I could see myself going back and maybe watching one. 
Well, I will look forward to, because I haven't done as much research as you or my wife has done on all the parks and stuff like that. I'm excited to, not excited, I am looking forward to, now that you piqued some more of my interest for some of these other later episodes that I've yet to watch. Well, especially so. for you guys, you're getting ready for a trip. You're only, um, what, month five weeks away? Yeah, uh, a, little, a little bit longer than that. We're, we will be going uh, uh, later in October for to to disneyland to take our kids there my neither of them have been before and my son is the perfect age for radiator yes. springs so yes we're gonna go for a quick fly out spend a day at one park spend the day at the other park then fly back so that's gonna be so much fun I'm gonna, excited for you guys. gonna be a fun trip but that is not why you're here today you are here to listen to the next episode, we are going to, uh, as we go from 1988 through 2005, hitting all the movies, all the Disney movies that came out during that time, major releases, um, and although some of them don't feel like major releases, but today has a major player in this, in today's uh, episode players. from players from the 1990s. Uh, and so today we are talking about the 1996 classic that... 1997. Nine, we're in 1997. I missed it. Missed it. Sorry. 1997. Sorry. Uh, jungle to Jungle. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay. So the IMDb description for this film is as follows A man learns he has a 13 year old son who was raised in the jungle and brings the boy to New York City, turning his life upside down in the process. I thought this was great. The only change I would have made to this, this is, this is like straight up exactly what you need to know to get your peaked interest. Right up front, I, would not, I wouldn't have said a man. I would have said a New York stockbroker learned CS yes. at 13. Like that would have... yeah. Yeah. Tilted it just just that extra little bit, but besides that, pretty spot on. I was I was pretty happy with it with this description. They, bravo, bravo, well done, well done, IMDb writer, description writer. Because <laughs> you haven't done very good in, in the past. I don't. Th but no. then again, I don't think this is IMDb. I think this is because you. They have to submit this. I think it's whoever the people, the producers for all these films. They just haven't been very good at writing their own log lines. They've been bad. Well, I think what it is, is they try and write descriptions for anything, even, you know, streaming services, whatnot, to be as almost nondescript as possible. So that way you don't choose ahead of time that you are not going to like it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We don't want to let you know it's a Western just in case right. you don't like Westerns. Don't like Westerns, right. They Dear. they don't want you to judge a book by its cover. This is why like Netflix in particular constantly changes the movie posters oh, for the Oh, they do movies. it all the freaking time. Because and I'm like, trying, I've already seen this. They want you to click it. They, they, they have the info that if you click a movie, you're more likely to finish a movie and watch more of it. Um, and so that's what they're trying to do. They're just, they just need you to, to bite once. So that's why I think like descriptions, they're just trying to stay out of their own way. I will say that there's one description they definitely should have stayed out of their own way and they did pretty bad on, which is the tagline as I'm looking on IMDb, Jungle to Jungle, yeah, yes. March 14th, Get a Little Savage. 
that's not going to happen again in 2021. They're not going to use that, especially not since the uh, Cleveland Indians just changed their name to avoid uh, the stereotypes. Yeah, they're not going to the Guardians Guardians. They're not they're not going to change. They're not going to do this. But Eddie, uh, give me give me some backstory for you and this film. I remember this movie. I I remember uh, the first time watching it and we were kind of excited because we liked Tim Allen, you know, Santa Claus, Home Improvement. Thought this was going to be funny. So I remember sitting around um, and I I remember just a few of the inappropriate jokes or whatever yeah, at first being like, oh, oh, you know, um, so I, I definitely can kind of vaguely remember the first time getting together as a family and watching this together on VHS tape. Um, yeah. And it's, it's Tim Allen. This is, this is, this is what you love and enjoy about Tim Allen is just that, um, kind of quick snappy wittiness. Um, and that's all, that's what carries this movie. Yeah. He definitely had a couple of his trademark, they're not even phrases. They're more like trademark sound effects. Yeah, yeah. That thing, uh, which he definitely did in the Santa Claus as well, and then his, oh no, <laughs> like his like 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 drawn out like oh mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a um expression. Uh, but yes. my wife, my wife, she was a she, she doesn't normally get very excited when I'm uh, watching one of the one of the latest films unless it's like a classic. Uh, uh, animated film but this one she was like oh I love Jungle to Jungle oh that's one of my favorite films growing up I was like oh really <laughs> I'd watched about half of it and been like this thing this was like your favorite thing I don't think I had I mean I'm I'm pretty sure at some point I had watched bits and pieces of it I, I have never sat down and watched a beginning to end before this is my first time oh really yep and I mean, it was it was fine. He Tim Allen does what Tim Allen does best, which is he just win. He he spends as long as he needs you to needs to to win you over. Uh, he just like continually pulls and pulls and pulls and pulls till eventually you're like, you know what? I'm happy I sat through that. Yeah, like uh, I I think this movie had a perfect example of that, where they give him just a very simple premise. And his job is to just do these little things to make it funnier and funnier. Uh, and the sequence that jumped out to me was him uh, shooting the blow dart into the cat. Yep. Like such oh. a simple thing. We see it coming a mile away. And any other person, it would have been like, uh, okay, that's not really that funny. Fake that, cat, really doing- that fake cat. Yeah. And it's obviously so- a fake cat. It's and it was great. I'm, yeah. There was but a couple- it's Funny. It's hilarious what he does, and he kind of plays. Whoa, he run, you know runs yeah. off really fast there. You know he she just does so up. many little. My wife was cracking up that whole time. It's hilarious, and only Tim Allen can pull something off quite like that. Yeah, it's definitely things like that that kind of like you know what I'm. I am having a good time watching this. This this could have been played really, really, really bad by a lot of other people, but he just held you in long enough and like in the right way. There's a. Uh, in a very different way, Vince Vaughn kind of does that too, but he just keeps talking until yeah, you yeah. come around. And uh, Will Ferrell, same thing. He just keeps on saying dumb things until you come around. Tim Allen just does stupid things long enough until you come around. So. Yeah. So, and, and I think the second thing that carried this, um, so the A story 
I don't think it's sufficient enough to carry a whole movie, you know, of, hey, I just discovered that I have this 13-year-old son who grew up in the jungle. Oh, let's see what tropes he can get into in New York City. I don't think that's enough uh, to carry the whole movie. The whole little B storyline with the coffee trades and the Russia <laughs> mafia guy. That kind of became the A story. <laughs> it, it elevates up, right? And then I think as much as you've got Tim Allen to credit, Martin Short carries that whole storyline. And I think it's the one, two. Like if you didn't have Tim Allen carrying the A story and Martin Short, who I think is hilarious. Like I, I love Martin Short even more than than Tim Allen. Like, I just think he's a hysterical actor, both in timing and physicality. I just, I love Martin Short. Um, and, and I think it's that one-two punch of, you know, a great comedic actor like Tim Allen carrying the A story and an awesome comedic actor like Martin Short carrying the B story. It just gives you that enough umph. As soon as I feel like one is dragging, we pop over to the other and and it carries it along. Yeah, there's a lot of they don't they don't they don't make movies like this anymore. No. Yeah. So, I mean, what is it about this movie? There's just that so is, much physical comedy. There's so much physical comedy, yeah. so much uh, like the tarantula. They yeah. also repeat jokes over and over again. Like it's the, like tarantula. the tarantula just keeps coming back. It just keeps coming back and again and again and again and again. Um, the blow dart over and over and over again. The mis mispronunciation, not mispronunciation, but uh, not knowing the the tr- the what's what's the cultural the cultural cues, cues yeah. and stuff like that is just constant over and over again. Um, they kind of just they wear you down. <laughs> Most of the time, it's like. We did that one joke and now we have to go do something completely else that you aren't ready for. And maybe that might be a problem because we're putting in too much to like if something works, it kind of just works. I don't know. And that's I, I, I like this movie because it, it is um, it's more or less simple. It doesn't take itself too Very serious. And maybe that's why the log line works so well, because it's such a simple concept. The shadow water. Yeah, and and that's where um, you don't, they don't make movies like this anymore. It's either um, such a stupid idea that it's just like, yeah, it's just stupid. And I'm like, no, this doesn't, I doesn't make sense at all. Like, Lucy's totally agreeing with me right now. Yeah, she's popping her head up. She's like, yeah, it's stupid. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, there's there's a certain element, I think, ever since The Hangover, we're not going to get simple comedies anymore. It has to be these huge, over-the-top uh, comedy movies, if if you're going to get one. But you've also noticed we, we don't get a ton of comedy movies anymore. No, and I think, I think it's, we're going to see less and less, especially the, just the way that... Uh, um, it's hard to make anything funny because at some point you have to make fun of people and people are very touchy right now. And so it's just not, it's not, it's not working very well to, <laughs> for, for most comics has to be very, yeah. And which you would think that maybe they'd go back to physical comedy, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
<clears throat> what were some of the favorite your favorite sequences from this other than the cat that we've already talked about? Uh, I forgot how much I love the moment that <laughs> he shoots the pigeon with the bow and arrow and the lady freaks out on the rooftop. That is our, the second it starts like setting that that little bit up. I'm like, oh, I remember this. This is hilarious. I thought that one was that was just so funny. I appreciate the one liner where uh, he's describing the Statue of Liberty as the woman who hold fire up Sky's butt. Yes. There's some great little liners in here. Um, one of the ones I loved is, his, you know, Tim Allen, uh, his fiance or whatever is like, um, if I, I would have known if I would have had a kid or something like that, like, She's accusing him of like not really knowing. And he goes, hello, you're a woman. You're there when you have them. <laughs> For whatever reason, that little line, though, and the way Tim Allen delivers it, um, it was just hilarious to me. Um, my other favorite little moment, and, and this is, I think, the genius of Tim Allen, is he just gives these just like one-offs. Like he just gives the line so quick. That if you're not listening, you're going to miss it. And it's sad if you do. Um, when he pours or gets him the uh, Captain Crunch cereal yeah. and he's reading off what's in it and he gets to the very last line and he goes, zinc oxide. Oh, they've added sunblock. <laughs> <laughs> and he totally like, skipped over like red 15 it, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and 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 then boom, he moves on like you don't have time to like. But like he doesn't ask for the laugh. He just gives it and goes. And I think for me, that makes that little moment even funnier. It's just like, yeah, like how often does any of us read some of these labels and, re you know, see something like that? And But, you know, he says it off like that. Just so funny. We've skipped over something very big in this. Uh, we kind of hinted at it a little bit at the front. But this is this the fifth? Indian appropriate like appropriated film that we've watched that Disney has made in this. Well, I don't think you can call this. It, is it is it appropriate? Is it appropriation or not? No, like, because it's not a nat like a native North American appropriation. It's an Amazonian tribe. It's just it like he's wearing a, he's wearing a headdress with an arrow in his in his mouth on the cup like. And little savage is in the like, there's just like this is true. I mean, they do they do play off of some tropes there, just a, a tad too much. Wearing wearing a wearing a loincloth the entire time, the like entire there, time. there's what was going what was going on in the executive suite at in at Disney Films that they were just like we you know what we need right now we need a lot of Native American or Native. Uh, Central American films. That's what we really need on our slate in the mid nineties. Yeah. And, and I guess for this one, this, the premise makes a little bit more sense to me. Like I am yeah. like, okay, I can buy it. It's more like the man of the house one where I'm like, Oh, that one was horrible. Yeah. That's really, that, that just doesn't age well at all. Um, though that was the time period. You think back to the nineties we were a part of a program that used Native American <laughs> imagery um, that has since changed, right? They've gotten rid of, of that, uh, those terms and imagery. So 
yeah, I don't know what it is, but there was some some fascination with it. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, would you call it a? a, a I don't even. I'm now. I'm just trying to get super psychological and try and figure out why we, why things were like why we took the time to make movies about it that didn't that did pretty poorly on it. Why that was a big part. Like I'm. Yeah, there's. I can go. But you got to remember. And and I think I've brought this up before or earlier on in the decade. You know, the '90s was the Disney decade where Disney was. You know, you think in in. 81, they thought they were going to lose the Walt Disney Company. It was like days away from a hostile takeover that they were just going to liquidate all the assets. Like they almost lost the company in in the at the beginning of the 80s. And when Michael Eisner comes in, a part of his thing is like, we just got to start making money. Like we've just got to start churning stuff out. And especially from the film production side of things, one of the the approaches they took was what they called the singles and the doubles. Just try and get some runs out there and make some money. So they would do these low-budget movies, like a single or a double, and just see. And then every once in a while, it would hit, and you'd have a huge, huge hit on your hands, like a like a Mighty Ducks, right? That just, boom, turns into something bigger than they ever and then they buy, And then they buy a uh, sports team. Right, right. And I mean, by the time you get to the end of the 90s, like 97, they're doing great. Like they, they have they've bounced back. They've got it. But I think they're still, um, by the mid to 97, we're still in this period of they're just trying things. They're just willing to take some risk because they don't know when they're going to unearth gold. So they just keep digging. That makes sense. That makes sense. Anything else? Animation yeah. is on another side, which we'll talk about uh, next week's episode. Next week, because teaser, we've got another big, uh, big Disney, animated, another film. big animated film. We're going to be watching and reviewing Hercules next week. The, uh, from 19, is it 97? 97. Never. Cause there's been like other, live action hercules and other things i don't even know if the disney necessarily did it It might have been somebody else but anyways just giving a little bit of a taste that you want to come back in next next week for that um anything else stand out stand out to you from this film did you jot down any of the one-liners tim allen kind of the the one the one specifically was the holding fire up sky's butt uh I, i just wrote down dancing in the park there was, I know the few times I've been to New York City, there's tons of dancing in the park all the time. It just happens to you. Uh, Lopo Lopo, so nice that they named it twice. Yes. The, yes. the little village that they lived in. Um, but I didn't have a ton, like there were so many physical things happening that um, I didn't necessarily have as much like perfect I, one-liners. I jotted down a few. Um, I did enjoy every once in a while the clever names the boy would come up with um kind of like a a tribal way of thinking through things my favorite was the fish tank in martin short's house that he called the house pond then that he <laughs> ate the, the house pond fish i thought that was really uh, a That's funny. kind of funny little thing um my other favorite one was when they were uh, early on in the movie and he's out in the jungle and the snake comes by and the boy asked Tim Allen, um, are you scared of snakes? And he goes, 
no, I'm scared of snake bites. Um, for whatever reason, that just um, hit me hit me really funny. Um, but probably my favorite one is when he's like soothing his fiance, and he's like, "It's okay. He's he's gonna go back to his mom. Everything, and then then we can go back to the way we were, totally wrapped up in ourselves." <laughs> I did like where she says. You told me when we when you when we were gonna get married that you were my baby and I was your or you were my child and I was my child and that was it. Yeah. Oh goodness. I think that's shortly after there when uh he gives the whole line of like, hello, you're a woman, you're there when the baby's born. Yep. Yes. So okay. good one liners, good physical comedy. So what how many um, fruit snacks are you gonna give it? This is a hard one. I I I don't think I'm going to like rush back to watch this again. But I also I I do foresee like okay, yeah, I could see myself watching this again. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a solid 3. Okay. What about you? I personally am not going to cue this thing back up. But ever it's got the TNT effect of like if it's on, there we go. That's a good way of putting it. it. And if it came to the the, TNT effect, if it came on and it was at the right moment, like if it's in the first ten minutes of this film, no, No. I'm not. I'm not going to do anything. But if it turns on at the at the Russian fight scene, I'm going to keep it. Like my son was howling (laughs) watching that fight scene, all the different things that were happening in it. If it was there or if he's the cat scene, I'm going to keep it on. Yeah. I know that all the kids out there listening to it don't know what I mean by the TT. It used to be that you had to actually flip through channels. And normally TNT had a big name blockbuster film on at some point during the day. And you could just leave it on TNT and it would just play one random film after another. Not at our house because we didn't have cable, but whenever I would go to like... The Bullock's house, they always had, like, Caleb would always have on TNT or something like that. And it would just be running some movie, like, yeah. uh, or they do a movie marathon of, like, a similar, like, a series or something like that. This this fits right in that. If it's on, and so you just kind of, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to leave it on. That's what this film is to me. I didn't, I didn't choose it. It chose me. <laughs> the TNT effect. I like that a lot. So your rating is then two, two. We go two. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I was, I was, I was hovering there. I think I'm gonna stick with three. I think I'm gonna, I'm sticking with three because Martin Short was in it. Well, there you go. I, I love me some Martin Short. Um, you know, this is no Father of the Bride. Like that is untouchable. Um, but this is, this is. Okay, I like me some Martin Short. Well, there you go. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Tune in next week as we talk about Hercules, as we talked before. Uh, pretty excited about that. Hercules, uh, Hercules. more like Hercules. Hercules. Uh, so that's going to be fun getting to rewatch that. Definitely going to try to watch that with my family. Some of these, I just kind of turn them on when I have time so that way I can write the notes. But, you know, there's some good times to this is going to be a good one to actually pull in the whole family together this week as we are trying to not think about all the things that we have to do before we move. (laughs) So 
Yay, please, stress. yeah, go to honeywemade.com slash movies and you can check out all the movies we have coming up, including Hercules, uh, as well as all the previous films that we've done, uh, as well as some other uh, one-offs like Loki series and the different Disney Plus series that we have going on. You've got something to say? Yeah, I'm surprised we've made it all the way to the end and we have not recognized that this is episode 50. 50 episodes, Eddie. We are one week away from a year, or basically we've kind of hit a year. Like next week will be a full year of doing this. We've, we've been doing this for a year. Only missed, two, only, missed, only, missed a, only missed two of them so far. That's pretty good. It's crazy. This is the longest we've ever podcasted before. We've done other little spurts for like a couple months or like a few months or whatever. Is this really the longest? Yeah, we'd go like several months. We'd got get up to like ten, maybe. I think that first first. Uh, I think TRN. I thought we. I thought TRN had a, a nice long run. It had a few. It had about twenty episodes, but we were also doing like a couple a week and stuff like that. Okay, that was a hard one to maintain. Um, that was a really hard one. We were really ambitious. A theater, Red Blocks, and Netflix. Whew. Yeah, we were we not, were single. Yes, we were single, <laughs> and had very so little going on. Fifty episodes of Honey, we made a Disney podcast. Third time's a charm, everybody. We're we're around for a while, and we've we've we we have now made it ten years, eighty eight to ninety seven. 10, 10, almost, almost 10 full years of uh, Disney content and a lot more to go. We have a lot more to go. A lot more to go. We are. (laughs) We're going all the way to 2005. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot, but thanks for joining with us. Tell your friends, tell your family, go on, go on, go on uh, iTunes and rate us, go on Spotify, rate us, share us with a friend because we got a lot more coming where that came from. (laughs) 